the way we want to talk and stuff. So, yeah. All right, guys, we're live right now. Give it a couple minutes. Uh, let people in here. I did open up to subscribers today as well as uh, members. So anyone subscribed, I believe, 30 days or longer will have the opportunity to participate and even join this show. I think we'll go about an hour. You know, we'll try to keep our, our segment to about an hour and then we'll allow some people on to ask questions to either add to this topic or even just uh, I'd like to say on topic because next week I do think it's going to be a strict call in show. Uh, Candace, mm -hmm. I think next week uh, we may not have uh, an, an actual topic, but we'll give people the opportunity to, to ask us mm -hmm. questions about what's going on in their life. And so we'll, 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 we'll spend next week as a, a strict call in show. I like that. Uh, but Thank anyway, you. how are you? I'm doing really well. I like the idea of doing some Q&A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be a lot yeah, of fun. I, yeah, I agree. I think it gives people the opportunity to really uh, test our, our strengths yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our level of expertise. But uh, I know we'll always uh, we'll rise to the occasion. But, uh, but anyway, tonight we're talking about, or today rather, we're talking about uh, who's, uh, what was it? who's the king and the queen or uh, who, who's, who's the most regal. And believe it or not, this was Candace's idea. Uh, so yeah. I will throw it to Candace. Um, what, what provoked, what provoked this, this topic? Uh, do you see something in the manosphere? You see right. something? <laughs> well, I did. I don't know if it's necessarily your manosphere because there's, there's some different manospheres mm. out there and some of them are a little bit, yeah, extreme. But I feel like this is a topic that you find a lot just general in the whole social media because a lot of women talk about it as well. Like who is the prize? And there's some standard information about it. There's definitely biblical information about it, traditional information about it. And then there's what people think it is today. So I thought it would be good for us to just like suss it out and, and give sort of a healthy sort of viewpoint about it and see what people could do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, where would you like to start? We'll, we'll, we'll have you begin. Uh, what do you think? Who do you think's the prize? Is it the man? Is it the woman? What do you think? That's a good question. But what I think we should do first is actually define what the prize is, like what actually Excellent. makes you the prize. I know you have notes. I have notes, too. Like, I think because mm. one thing I notice in a lot of the different content that I've been been viewing is that so many people have different ideas of what the prize is. And nobody is really specific about knowing what makes you a prize. Excellent. OK, so I have a question uh, that will that kind of ties into this question. And then uh, we'll both answer it. But um, when it comes to dating and relationships, marriage, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. who do you think decides who the prize is? Is it you or is it the people that are potentially choosing you? I think that it has to be. You cannot be the prize if you are d identifying yourself as the prize. Wait, wait, to, to be clear, you said it's you, the person that the, the individual, such as, for example, yourself, you would say that it's your it, um, you're, you determine if you're the prize. It's not anyone outside of you. But again, we're not we're talking about if you're active in the dating market or want to be in yeah. the dating market, you want to be in a relationship, perhaps you want to you want that sort of thing. So yeah. to be clear, you're saying that you believe it's you think you're the prize, it's not really someone outside of you or it's the other way around? It's the other way around. If you think you are the prize, if you identify yourself as the prize, you probably are not the prize. 
<laughs> I like it. I like it. Continue, please. Continue. Yeah, because identifying myself as, as the prize puts me in this sort of ego space as if I'm somehow uh, better than this person or I'm somehow a gift to this person. Now, that said, it is very important to be able to identify a prize, mm -hmm. right? And that's usually what will make you a prize. Someone who can look at someone and see the, the value, what we're defining as value and prize value and actually appreciate them for it and, and mm -hmm. treat them in a way that aligns with appreciating them for it without yes. feeling like they're doing the other person a favor. That's the yes. person who's the prize. I like that. I'm just sharing this, uh, this stream real quick. Uh, in case a lot of people are not getting notifications at this time. So I want to make sure that we can reach out to as many people as possible. Um, yeah, that was a question. That's a question that I posed my audience before, because, uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of guys say, I'm the prize, I'm the king. Mm -hmm. And then you'll hear women say, you know, I'm the prize, I'm the queen. Um, I look at it this way. Um, number one, to reinforce your point, if you have to say you're the prize, you probably aren't. Yeah. And, and, and it's probably coming from a, 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 a low place uh, the, that, that, that you're creating that identity. Uh, to kind of camouflage something that's going on underneath. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this. The consumer decides, uh, just like I was thinking of Apple products. You know, I have an iPhone. Um, I've never had a Samsung, nothing against it. I just never had it. Uh, but, um, you know, Apple puts out a product based on research, marketing, um, polls, what the people want this time around. You know, they listen to complaints. They listen to positive, uh, um, certain positive inquiries, things like that. So they'll say, okay, people seem to like the camera, but they feel from a distance we can improve. So yeah. then therefore they, they modify the product and the presentation. So that way the consumer wants to buy it. And so if, if Apple were to sit there, and I, I made this uh, example before, if Apple were to sit there and just say, hey, look, we're the prize. We're not changing shit. This is the way it is. You you're gonna just buy it or not buy it. Well, your business will go. Your your business won't last very long. It's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you, you, how people will perceive you as being the prize or a king or a queen is gonna be based on presentation, how well you function, and do you help prosper them? Mm. I would say like, do you just your presence? You know, uh, you being around. Does it uplift people? How do they feel when they're with you? For example, when you're holding a phone, how does it feel in your hands? You know, like even when you're in a car, Mercedes-Benz is always thinking about making the experience enjoyable for the consumer. So, you know, they're, they're cognizant of where the handle is at, you know, the yeah. transmission gears, you know, how it looks, how it feels, touchscreen, all that. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of manufacturers do this. And that because they're thinking about who's going to buy the product. And who's going to eventually rank it yeah. number one? You know, this is the, you know, number one. So if you just sit there and go, hey, I'm the prize as is, buy it or, or hit, hit the bricks, um, you probably aren't who you think you are. Yeah. And I would imagine that your results don't reflect that either. Yeah, absolutely. We're on the same page with that. And also, I think it's, it's you know, because there's that fine line between always wanting to grow, always wanting to become a prize. Right. But the moment you get there where you're like, oh, I did everything I need to do now, whoever gets me is lucky. You just like all that growth goes out the window because then you're in your ego thinking that you are, you know, something valuable for someone else. Meanwhile, it, it you know, what makes you special or what makes you worthy or valuable 
is who you can be to someone else and how they view you and how they experience you, just like you said. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know how they say it's been said that all men are created equal? Mm -hmm. I completely disagree with that. Do you? Uh -oh. All men are not created equal. <laughs> and all that. women are not created equal. They're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, this doesn't mean that you're a you're better. It just means that you all one's gonna offer more value to the world. I mean, you look at a homeless man and you look at a CEO, who offers more value to more people? Yeah. It, uh, again, I don't know the story of the homeless man. He he may have had a hardship and he's having a difficult time overcoming, or he may be very complacent and like that situation. You never know. I've met both. I've met yeah. people that were homeless, couldn't wait to get out of homelessness. And then I met homeless people that are like, yo, I'm cool with this. So uh, so it, to me, all men are not created equal. The amount of work you put in to become a valuable man, to gain more wisdom, to gain more knowledge, the application of that knowledge, and then the results you get determines your value it, mm -hmm. it, it 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 just does so if you got a guy sitting playing video games at home uh and he's not really talking to a lot of people not socializing not networking and not hel helping other people prosper mm -hmm. in my opinion you're a low lower value human being again i'm not taking anything away from your humanness but yeah. to think that all men are created equal that is delusional yeah. uh, but just like all all women are not created equal but is it created or is it you know because there's that certain part of self-actualization. So everybody's in a different place mm. with that, right? So is it that we're not mm. created? Because I feel like the creation of us is equal in the sense that we're all, yes. all of the same importance, like you said, in our humanness. But mm. it's where we are in life that actually has us bringing value to others, right? Like you said, if I'm someone who's highly successful and I'm able to, uh, you know, help a lot of people, support a lot of people, whether it's financially or with my time or whatever, and I'm conscious of that, then yeah, I'm more, I have more value in our society. But does yes. that mean that I'm, I'm any more important as a human being? I say yes. Um, so? I do because, and I say, and I, I don't say that to be, to be mean. Okay. This is, mm -hmm. I'm not saying this to be mean. Uh, there's no meanness in <laughs> at all what I'm explaining. I'm just talking about people that actually put in the effort to become something, to create something. Just like somebody, I was watching a video yesterday about a woman who like retired or something, and then she would visit slaughterhouses uh, to find out like which animal she could take uh, and 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 possibly give a life to that these animals are suffering, they're not nurtured, they're not even uh, well maintained. They're like their furs all. Uh, uh, um, corroded, um, mm. you know, it's just a very bad situation. And they're on the brink of death and they have no hope. And, um, you know, the little soul inside of them, if you believe that sort of thing, is dying uh, mm. before they actually die uh, at the slaughterhouse. So some of these, uh, there was a woman and, and, and some men too that, that went and uh, said, I'm going to see if I can save some of these animals and actually give them a life. Now, to me, that takes effort. That yeah. takes willingness. Uh, that takes vision. That takes uh, planning. That takes money. Uh, that takes desire, that takes dedication, and that takes heart. Mm -hmm. And so for someone that thinks about doing it and doesn't do it versus somebody that thinks about doing it and then does it, can you, I mean, you can't, it would be hard for someone to actually argue that one is more valuable than the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but is that something that we can actually, like in, in a moment, you could say, that one is more valuable than the other, but because there's so much around what we don't see as far mm -hmm. as how we perceive people and, and, you know, what people's 
what I call their their unknown purposes, which we have we all have unknown purpose. Like you know, someone could God forbid die tomorrow, and because they're an organ donor, you know, their heart or their eyes are going to go to somebody who mm-hmm. is going to cure cancer or something like that. We all have these things that are like our our unknown reason for being. But I mean, we're getting very existential early in the show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think sometimes it goes that that way with us. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this. Every human being is born with um, the same amount of time in the day. Yeah. So you have 24 hours, I have 24 hours. Joshua, I has 24 hours. And I, and he eloquently, uh, I, I like the way he, he put this. Uh, all humans are equal in value, but not in function. Um, I think he's on the right track. I think every human being is born with the same amount of time. Now the upbringing and uh, uh, you know uh, nurture is is going to be different, clearly. Yeah. But everyone has twenty four hours in a day. Uh, I I don't have more time than Neil or Maxwell or Overton Consulting Group or Fred. I, I uh, we all have the same amount of time. What we do with that time and it's precious time because I always talk about that life clock. You never know when it's going to hit stop. You never know when it's going to be uh, over for you. And so, you know, I, I, I am of the belief that if you're going to be a valuable man, a champion, have a champion mentality, or even have a, be a woman that's a lady champion, you want to uh, put your time here, uh, make sure it's of great use to yourself and to other people. Make sure when you do depart that it's better because of you. I truly do believe that. I truly do believe if, if my life clock were to stop, in, in, in not only just through the four years I started this business, but even prior, how many I've helped prosper businesses. I've helped businesses uh, flourish. I've helped so many people identify their strengths yeah. um, and their and their natural gifts when they were unable to see it. Um, I help, I've helped them make more money. I've helped them be more fly. I've helped them uh, be better with women. I've helped them be more uh, financially stable, uh, more mentally stable. So if I leave, I left this place better. There, there yeah. should there should be uh, some monument. At some point, it could be in a village in Brazil. I don't care where it is, but there should be a champion game uh, statue somewhere. Well, wait, Coach, Yo, are you saying that you are a prize to the world? Without, without question. <laughs> without well, that question. goes against what we said earlier. If you, if you think you're the prize, are you the prize? But, okay, I think I'm the prize, and I get reinforcement from the outside to, to prove that I'm valuable. Yeah. Okay. It, it's not just like I sit in my room and I'm like, I'm the prize. I don't have to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have, I don't have to be good at sex. I don't have to be good at, at talking to people and how they make them. I don't have to be good at shit. I'm just the prize. Cause I'm a man and I have male genitalia. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. And I don't agree with that at one bit. Yeah. However, I think you have to be valuable to the people you associate with and you have to aim to do that. It has to be a desire yeah. um, of yours. And I think if that is, and then people reciprocate and appreciate you uh, and want to be around you, I think you're the prize. I definitely yeah. do. I definitely yeah. do. Well, no, I love what you're pointing to, because I think that that's why this is such a, a topic of conversation, because there are a lot of people, at least a lot of the people that I observed when I was sort of researching it and listening to content, who do believe that I'm the prize because I say I'm the prize and I don't have to do anything in order to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of my my thinking that it's the ability to recognize it in another is that, and I think you've used this phrase before about game recognizes game, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you know you're a prize? How do you know for sure? And it's not just some narcissistic notion where you're just calling yourself that. It's like, Am I really self-aware and am I somebody who knows how to recognize a prize? 
And what I often found with a lot of people who talk about it, it's I'm a prize. Somebody would be lucky to get me, but everybody out there ain't shit. <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, that is that is the popular notion. Mm -hmm. That's the thing I feel like we need to to be healing. That's the thing I feel like we need yes. to be curing is that concept. And what are some of the questions that I need to be asking myself if I'm really walking around telling everybody I'm the prize? What questions could I be asking myself that would have me maybe be a little bit more uh, introspective? Yeah, those are, that's good. And, and one thing I will tell men is that um, if you're a king, then you should have a queen. Mm. And if all of your relationships are downers, she took me, she used me, she was a thought, she's for the streets, you're not a king. Yeah, You can't be a king because you wouldn't have selected her. A king knows exactly what he wants, and he doesn't budge from that. He knows what he wants. He's fair and just. As a matter of fact, I do have a list that I compiled very uh, very quickly here within an hour, but I do want to share. So I want men to know this in the manosphere. And I know a lot of men, uh, I'm either loved or hated, and I accept both. <laughs> but if you're a king, then all of your associations will reflect that. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, and the narrative is often times that women ain't shit um she took me to the cleaners she used me for my money she never liked me um she 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 had me believing that she loved me and she didn't she cheated on me um she disrespects me um you're not a king yeah. because you wouldn't have chosen her uh, and also this a king has great sexual discipline in my view um, in my view, a king has great discipline all, all, all around. Now, he has some weaknesses, too. And, and usually that queen helps round out those weaknesses, which I will talk about. A queen is going to is going to round out a king. Mm -hmm. She's going to she's going to remind him of things sometimes when he's getting a little distracted or he's losing a little bit of focus. She doesn't want her king to do that. Um, and, and so a, a queen is going to round out just like a king is going to help elevate his queen as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so if your complaints Hey, whatever comes out of your mouth about yourself, about society, and about women, it's or it is it now. There's two part. It can be a reflection of you, and it oftentimes is. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a, a a realistic observation of what of where uh, uh, of the of how things are in the mm -hmm. world right now. So I can look outside and say, homeless homelessness is prevalent in the city of Chicago, Lower Wacker Drive, and it's been that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, am I being negative? Is that a reflection of me? Probably not. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm just calling it what it is. So mm -hmm. I think it all depends on the why, why you're saying it. If you're calling something out because you want to see it better and you want to add value and hopefully make that better, I think it's okay to call it out. Mm -hmm. I think if you just want to call it out because you feel low and, and you, all you've done is take L's in your life, then that that's uh, that's problematic and that will continue to further your lack of success. Yeah. I often tell when I'm working with women, if they've had a string of bad relationships, I always say we want to look at what has been the constant. Like if I have a string of relationships, I'm the constant. Mm -hmm. Right. So to speak to what you're saying, it's like when I'm blaming my experiences on what's wrong with the other, I'm leaving myself no room to have any other experience. <laughs> That's very true. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Because yeah. that's my framing. That's what I'm going to keep attracting. That's how I see it. And I can't be a king while I'm judging other people, while I'm I'm making everyone else wrong and not ever looking at myself. I can't be a queen when I'm I'm casting all of my problems onto someone else's behavior. 
especially a number of people's behavior. Like that's a true indication. There's stuff I need to heal, but that's what I keep attracting. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. Bobby, the producer, uh, Bobby, I just talked to Bobby uh, briefly. We communicated uh, peace and respect to our hosts and everyone attending today. Thank you so much. Uh, we are at church today. Uh, so I, I will real quick um, play a, a quick one for us real quick. We are at church. That's right. That's right. Uh, welcome back. Anyway, Bobby, thank you so much for that. I look forward to talking with you a little bit later as well about a possible meetup. Um, uh, if, if I could take a moment and maybe uh, go over some of the the list that I made. Again, it was a fast list. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to go over it because I want men to hear this. Now, men men are going to get mad when they hear this shit. You know, when, when they hear that me talk like this, it begins and ends with the man. Yeah. Um, if you're a king, where's your palace? Uh, where are you going to put the woman at? Do you got a space for her? Um, where you want to put her? Where does a queen go with a king? Does she just go on the fucking twin mattress in the in the in the basement apartment? Where does she go? I'm not saying that you can't grow together. Two king, a king and a queen can't start from the bottom and rise up together. That's just certainly a possibility. Uh, you can't have many distractions in our society. You you ain't gonna be able to stay together if you have too many distractions. You have to be very focused. However, if you're a king. Then your life, your life, your atmosphere, where you live, how you live, your your habits, your ways should all reflect reflect a king. Yeah. And if they don't, you're lying to yourself. So let me let me get into this real quick because I, I I'd like uh, Candace to talk more. Mm -hmm. I know I'm very dominant in this regard. Uh, <laughs> so let's start let's start with this. Coach EO's king qualities they're not <laughs> limited to just these things, but you're going to be a king if, if you can hit these things on the list. Oh, you're definitely a king. And your results will and your and your your results will show that. Number 1 integrity. Not just integrity when everything's going well, but integrity even when things are not going well. Um that you can uh keep your emotions in check and that you never ever slip on your integrity. Your integrity is consistent. Number 2 clarity. You have a clear vision of who you are and what you want. And that ties into clear vision. Number number three, kind of it's or number four, focus. Can you stay focused? Can you stay committed? Uh, can you set uh, an itinerary and and see it to the end? Uh, are you easily distracted? If a woman calls you or texts you, do you go run and act like her? And I'm not saying there's you know I mean I mean are you going to entertain her when it, there isn't time to entertain anybody? You have to remain focused. Value, value for value, as stated in my book. Are you a valuable man? Do people see you as valuable? When they're around you, do you uplift them? Um, do you help them grow? Do you teach them things? Um, how, um, do you feel? Do they feel more emotionally stable when with you? Uh, this is what a value. Do you make them more money? Do you give them more exposure? Um, and in return, how do people uh, offer you value? Uh, lives kingly. Again, um, take a look at your neighborhood. Take a look at how you present yourself. Do you look like a king or do you look like garbage? Uh, just and fair. Um, a king is just and fair with his assessments. He tries to understand people so he can learn from them and equally help them learn more. So he's just and fair. He doesn't start with judgment. Uh, but judgment could could eventually be there somewhere, and it has to be there sometimes. You do have to judge things, but he's fair in his assessments. Speaks well. Can he speak? Or does he stutter? Or you can't hear him 
and he's, he's he mumbles. How does he speak? A king can speak. Finishes projects, as I stated before. Finishes projects. He doesn't just leave them lingering or un, un or un uh, unnurtured. He's gonna finish it to the end. Maintains order. Do you maintain order in your household, uh, in your family? Do you lead um, when you're with your family having dinner? Do you do you say grace? Um, do you help people feel appreciative of the moment? Do you bring the best out in people? Maintaining order is a lot of different things. People feel safe around you. Uh, do people feel safe? Do women feel safe to be themselves, to also bring you their best, their sexual best even? Do you help them feel safe? Leads by example. You don't just point what's wrong. You actually show them what's wrong by how you live. You, you maintain order, as I said, I said before, but you lead by example. You don't just bark orders. You are the demonstration of the standard at all times. You are constantly the demonstration of the standard. So you lead by example. Calms on, calm under fire, as I said before. Emotional intelligence. Are you calm under fire? It's not always possible, and you're going to fall off the wagon sometimes, but can you get right back on? Rules and standards. you got to have some rules. Otherwise, everything falls apart. And you have to be ready to reinforce those rules, even if, it, if it's tough, even if you got to let somebody go. If you got to fire someone, whether it be an employee, tell them why you're firing them. Don't just fire them. Tell them why that they also make sure that you uh, that you train them and coach them enough so they could be successful. Because if you have to fire someone and they were under the wrong leadership, that's that's a spoiled opportunity for both people. Uh, it wrongs. Um, do you admit when you're wrong? I believe a king does. I do believe a king can admit when he's wrong. And a safe environment. Um, do people feel safe? Uh, it kind of goes under the people uh, People feel safe here. But is your environment safe? Um, is it hazardous to be around you? Uh, you know, this is very, do people feel protected when they're with you? Uh, when they're with, in your company, do they feel calm? It's very important. This is what a king does. Um, real quick, I'll throw it to Candace. What do you think of that list? I think it's a great list. One thing that really stood out to me was the one where you said people feel safe because I was talking to a male client the other day and he was talking about how his partner doesn't show enough of her feminine energy. And, and one thing that I also noticed when I'm listening to a lot of YouTube content is that there's this confusion that, that wanting someone to be a certain way in my life requires me to demand it from them rather than be a space for it. So I love that you said mm -hmm. makes people feel safe because when I want something in my life, I have to be a space for it. Right. And it, yes, yes. Yeah. And I think someone who you know wants to be able to consider themselves a king in their own life, if what they want from a partner is that feminine energy, that ability to do that, whether it's in business or, or in relationships to make people feel feel safe to be what you want them to be is mm -hmm. it's masterful. Like, like working yep. towards being able to do that is a, is a very important thing to have what you want. Part of that that feeling safe too is is identifying where that person is. So, for example, if I'm 42 and I got a 22 year old sitting with me, it would be highly unreasonable and unrealistic for me to accept expect her to catapult to my age. Mm -hmm. But I have to find her talents at 22. Mm -hmm. I have to find someone's talents at 52. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's part of being a king is that mastery, as you uh, so well put it, you identifying where the person's at, not trying to force them, coerce them to be something that you want them to be yeah. to some level, ex accepting who they are, but at the same time, showing them where their limitations are and how they can rise higher. And uh, so I think that's very important. Sometimes we try to coerce and, 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 and manipulate people into being something we want them to be. And that always will fail 100 yeah. percent of the time eventually. Yeah. 
Also, that um, that speaks to like with your list. I feel like it's important to read that as as a guide for growing, not um, uh, a way to beat yourself up. Because I think oftentimes when when you mm -hmm. know we offer these these possibilities for how you can be or have what you want, sometimes people just go into a story of oh well I'm not those things I don't have those things when really it's about how am I aware of, of creating those things in my life and what that will look like for me in my life? Because you did mention something about um, whether the king has a palace. And so we always, I always want to acknowledge that like for one king, a palace is different than for another king. Mm -hmm. like, like you can make a great match uh, uh, financially, whatever financial level you're on. The idea here is have you created something that is welcoming to what you want to have in your life? Even if you're a, mm -hmm. a guy who you know, works a nine to five job and, you know, makes $50,000 a year, mm. uh, has what you've created around you, something that what you want would, would want to be there. Yeah. A hundred percent. A guy making $50,000 can still have a palace, yeah. a kingly palace. Yeah. Um, for example, there's a lot of guys out here that, that want women to do things, but they don't have the faculties for her to do it. For mm. example, I want a woman who cooks. Do you have a kitchen? <laughs> do you have pots and pans? Do you have utensils? Do you have food to cook? Um, are you going to be able to coach her on how to cook the way you want her to cook without belittling her, mm -hmm. but also being honest with her and giving her opportunities to improve? Yeah. It's like you want all these things, but do you have a, a place for her to do it at? The answer oftentimes is no. <laughs> it is. And so I, I have to be mean about it. Because guys are not going to listen to me if I'm super nice. I, I like to be very, very uh, upfront and blunt uh, when I call guys out for this because that's when they truly change. I had a guy on the phone the other day I was coaching, and everything I said, he was like, yes, sir. You're right, sir. And he, but, but I could hear that he was learning from me. And I was pointing to him that his, his woman is being the authoritative one while you're being the passive, very limited one. And, uh, and I said he acted emotionally in a situation. He knows who he is, but he never once fought me on it. He said, you're right, sir. That was absolutely what I did. That's how I felt. You pegged it correctly. That is exactly how I felt. How do I correct this? And then I gave him a possible solution, which he implemented. And if he continues to kind of go down that path, he's going to see different results. Uh, real quick, Alexander Bowles 15, peace. Thank you so much for that. Um, and also Ben Barrera. Barrera. I love the honesty here. Thank you so much That's for that. Uh, good to have you. Yeah. Um, let me just make sure I'm not missing anything else. All right, let me go over the woman's list, the queen's list real quick. <laughs> Again, it's not limited to just these things, but it was done in a hurry. Mm. Um, let's go on to this one. Coach EO's queen qualities. Charisma. I think a woman should have a certain level of charisma, man. I think it's attractive to a man where she has sexual charisma toward him and just charisma in general. She just has that charisma. I think it could be a very attractive quality. Lifestyle. Does her lifestyle reflect one of a queen or of a peasant? Mm. It's very important. Look at your friends. Look at your friendships. Is that, a, is that a girl or is that a crew that a queen would run around with? <laughs> It's, it's a tough question. I As fast as I put it on the men, I put it right on the women. Take a look at your friendships or who you talk to in the, in, on the phone and who you go have wine with and all this stuff. Do those people and those mentalities reflect a woman that's a queen? Mm. Number, uh, the next one, smile. I think a queen has a dynamic, beautiful smile, and she shows it often. Dress is classy. 
You can still be sexy, but dress classy. Take a look at Candace. Does she ever have her breasts hanging out on camera? No, she does not. Um, and so um, it's a woman. A woman that's a queen is composed, uh, even with her attire. Quiet confidence. She can sit and she doesn't have to be loud and she doesn't always have to vocalize her opinion. Her opinion matters. And at the appointed time and at the appropriate time, we, we look forward to hearing her opinion. But when you walk in a room and you're all super loud, uh-uh, you're not a queen. Eloquent mm -hmm. speech kind of goes into what I talked about, a man having um, advanced speech and he's studying new words. Uh, no one's perfect, but you should learn how to advance your vocabulary. Sometimes vocal. Um Maybe that's not the best presentation. Sometimes vocal. I think there is a, a, a there's a, a when a woman is vocal, a queen, she has she's very powerful with her words mm -hmm. and very persuasive and very healing with her words, even. So I will say when a woman, when a queen rather, not just a woman, but when a queen speaks, she moves people. Mm -hmm. Her speech moves people. I truly do believe that. She's also a great leader. So I just heard a very loud noise. I have to go investigate that. Oh. Um, um, I need to go investigate that. I'll, I'll throw it to you when I'm done with this. But uh, okay. a great leader. I believe she can. She's a she. A woman is a great leader um, and can be a great leader. Um, mm -hmm. Very nurturing as well. Um, um, I, I think if you are if you grew up in a household where there was a father and a mother missing, you are very limited as you become an adult. Mm -hmm. um, you're almost handicapped. I truly do believe that that if you're a father without a mother, or excuse me, if you're if you were a, a son or a daughter that just had a father didn't have a mother, you will you are handicapped mm. because a man cannot replace the power of a woman, just like a woman cannot replace the power of a man. So when both are present and um, uh, intentional with their children, you are setting your children up for great success in life. Mm. Um, coordinates functions well. Queens are always thinking about the the big picture, and they're always uh, thinking. They're mindful of guests. They're mindful of their man, big time, and they're they're very good at coordinating functions and thoughtfulness. Uh, those little things that you might pick up for somebody that's coming to a party uh, that means something to you or your husband, and you 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 personalize things for people. So thoughtfulness is big. Graceful entrance. Again, this kind of comes back to being super loud, not. Not just with your voice, but even with your uh, your your uh, your attire. Sometimes uh, you know, purple hair and long nails and all this shit. You are definitely not graceful, and it's almost like when a when a when a queen walks, she's floating. I'd like to think that she's kind of floating. She has such a graceful walk that when she enters a room, it's almost like she's floating in the room. And so you always uh, these are very these are qualities of a queen, in my opinion, but certainly not limited to this. I'm going to check on this loud yeah. noise that I just heard. And while maybe you give some commentary to what I just said, uh, Candace. Yeah. Will you still be able to hear me? I'm going to assume that you can. Um, I, I can hear you. Yes, I can. hear okay. you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of those because I, I think that, you know, what makes us, as you were saying earlier, regal or what what gives us that um, sort of high value quality is the understanding of how we affect other people and how we show up for other people. So I believe that grace is something that is very, very important to be able to express, but it also doesn't have limits on how it can be expressed. I mean, how different people express grace or um, 
you know, even how they, they dress or how they look, I think different people have different pref preferences on what they feel like, uh, feels like grace or feels like, you know, you look the way I want you to look. But the idea here is to be so aligned with yourself and peaceful, and I think you called it quiet confidence, with yourself that who will identify you as a queen, as their queen, is going to attract to that. So for me, you know, shorter nails is, is my look, but there are women out there, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't be a queen because of how they look on the outside, who are a queen for someone who is attracted to that. And I see someone, Eli says, does Candace float when she walks? <laughs> I don't know, Eli. I don't know if I float when I walk. I mean, you know, I was a New Yorker for 25 years, so I walk pretty fast. <laughs> but I think that, that, so some of the more external things are definitely preference type things, mm -hmm. but I agree with you in the sense that, that a queen is someone who respects herself and whatever that, that looks like to you, whatever is authentic to you about how you express yourself, as long as you are respecting yourself while you're expressing mm -hmm. yourself, then that's what gives off queen energy. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you there. Um, and, and again, I just want to uh, kind of differentiate what we're trying to say here i think there is a uh it's a two-part it's two-part one you can think you're a queen and you can think you're a king and if your expression of that is purple hair and long nails um and and yellow dresses and when they don't fit um then you're entitled to that uh, <laughs> you look like uh the sun but anyway, uh, big beach ball walking around. But anyway, I, I know I know I'm gonna be a little bit critical. But same thing for a man. I mean, you know, you yeah. don't look like a king. Uh, now it's it's one thing for you if you want to sit alone in your living room and call yourself a queen or a king. No one should take that away from you. But it's when you're stepping outside and want people to buy into that. Now we have you're uh, you're you're open for criticism, or you're you're open for criticism, and you're also open for appreciation. You're open for both things. The mm -hmm. second you want to now involve yourself with another, now you're open to how that person views you. But again, mm -hmm. if you want to sit in your living room all day and be by yourself, be a hermit and cabin fever and just call yourself a queen in the mirror, I mean, I ain't going to take that away from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just want people to know that. And, you know, a lot of people walk around saying is um, you shouldn't care what people think. I think to some degree that's true. And to another degree, if you're going to be, if you want to be prosperous in the world, you certainly do have to take into consideration what other people think. People hire you based on how they feel about you and how they feel you could be an asset to them. So should you care about that? If you want to be hired, should you care about that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that you should in a compassionate way, not in a, I need approval kind of way. And I think what we're talking about is that difference between uh, an egoic narcissistic sort of sense of myself and a fulfilled sense of myself, right? We do need to care about what other people think because we, you know, caring about who we are in other people's lives and how we land on them and how our communication lands on them means that we're considerate of them. But when we're caring in the sense that we need their approval or we're trying to meet up to their approval, that's a completely different thing because that's sort of an egoic, trying to put on the right face, kind of a narcissistic way to approach it. And that's how a lot of times we get into trouble when we think that we have to make people approve of us as opposed to, you know, we have to, what we have to do is offer compassion and um, mm. understanding, even when it's someone who let's say would possibly give us a job. If I show up communicating yeah. in a compassionate way or in a way that I understand that they need to know who I am 
and I'm willing to share myself in a way that that would be valuable to them. That's yes. being compassionate, right? And caring what they think. I think I think it's being compassionate. I like how you worded that, and 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 you're 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 kind of saintly. And I appreciate your dialogue because you're very saintly in your in your in your in your theories and your in your philosophy. Very very saintly, and I think it's um otherworldly it's otherworldly uh which i can even go to the the other realm but i also want to prepare people for what they're going to experience here too and so i think it, it's important that you um if you need a job you want a job you're passionate about working somewhere that you learn about those people you learn about that company history and you become uh it's 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 courtesy you know it's like i i want to be an asset here uh, i don't know if i would have labeled it compassion i think it's just courtesy and wanting wanting to be valuable um yeah. which because if you're valuable to others the likelihood of you, of you receiving value is good it's very good yeah so um but I yes compassion the same thing is extremely is, important i think we say the same thing using different words <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree i agree with that uh, I think I might have missed something here. Let me just uh, double check. I do see Coach J, top shelf dating in the house. Go Coach check him out. Jay. See if you if you dig him. Uh, salute, uh, Champ and Candice. Great to see you both. Uh, both of you again. And this show is a must watch every Wednesday. A man with standards requires his woman to have standards. Uh, he leads by example, and they bring the best to each other. I, I do agree with that. Um, I also think that a king. Very thank you so much for that contribution, uh, not only financial but uh, to the discussion. I again, it kind of comes back to a man picking well, like you're gonna pick a woman that aligns with your standards, sure. and 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 it's not that she's trying to rise to your standards, although there's a level of that that's going to take place because you don't know people, there is adjustments that that are needed in relationships the hard talks sometimes or even just confronting talks as long as as long as it's done respectfully but it could be firm um a lot of good could come out of a a, a, a tough talk um but i think a man with standards is going to select a woman that corresponds her standards corresponds with his standards mm -hmm. so it kind of it's it goes without saying that a man with standards truly though not just says it but truly is going to pick a woman that aligns with him and mm -hmm. likewise the woman who has a, a, her standards her standards correspond with the man's standards yeah now again today i think people I are very naive and, and oblivious to what a truly um um, produces uh, a successful relationship. We've both been there. I could say I've been there. I would imagine you've been there. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to learn, you have to kind of go through that. Um, but I think people are trying to force things to work mm -hmm. with people they will never work with. Those people don't feel the way you do. They don't see life the way you do. Um, mm -hmm. Sure, a little contrast in a relationship is healthy, but most of the time there's way too much contrast you're just with them because the body tells you that your body likes them but you know that there has to be more than what the body says about that person you can't just look at a man or a woman and decide based off what the body is telling you sure you, know, you have to look at how productive can we be yeah. you know can we actually go somewhere um do i trust her do i trust him you know is he sound you know, does he, does he react? Does he um, always react or does he respond calmly? Yeah. 
Yeah. These are qualities that men are lacking big time today. I hope that I can, while I'm here, infuse um, this into men. And I imagine that you want to do the same with women in your own way. I do. And it begs a question for me because I know what I encourage women to um, sort of perceive and, and to frame when it comes to choosing someone or if someone is offering choosing whether to go along with their choosing. So what is it that you want men to know when it comes to making that choice? Because I think a lot of times, and I think it happens with both men and women, you know, I always talk about core values, lifestyle, and then physical attraction. Physical attraction tends to be the thing that has people get together and stay together too long, right? It tends to be the thing that they'll sometimes forgo what's important to them, those core value things. And so fear of change. That? I would say fear of change is is probably more dominant than the looks. Yeah. I think the looks is a is a cope. I really do think people fear change more than I think you even lose. Um, I think I think most people, even if you start with a with a physical attraction, that that eventually will kind of taper off. Yeah, it's inevitable that it will taper off. Especially I mean, you're looking you're at the same along. person. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you're not getting along and it's, it's argumentative and it's unproductive, clearly that person's going to get ugly to you very quickly, even physically. So, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes it's the fear of change and over investing. So sometimes mm -hmm. you stay for your investment. Mm -hmm. You know, you you invested money, time, age. You gave your youth to somebody, mm -hmm. and then now you're like, "Fuck it, I guess I'm just going to stay here." You know what I mean? I, I gave too much. And that's why that's why I teach both men and women to keep the investment low for mm. at least a good year. Keep the investment. I, I mean, monetary uh, financially don't yeah. get I mean, your time is the most important. In my opinion, yeah. my time is, is more uh, important to me than money, because yeah. with time I make money. Um, also, my body is important. You got to watch what you give yourself to because uh, people out there are reckless. They're promiscuous. I've yeah. been there. And you got to be careful because. You have sex with the wrong person, your life has changed forever. Yeah. You you do it in a and you know, you're not protected. Sometimes you could be protected and still get something. Your life has changed forever. Yeah. <laughs> so um But I have a question you know, about I, that, Coach. Yeah. Because I feel like, and I get what you're saying about, you know, kind of holding back a little bit, letting time, you know, sort of teach you or show you what you need to see. But then, you know, when it comes to actually putting up a litmus for whether somebody is a core value match or somebody really is worthy for you, I almost feel like we can stand in our own way by the holding back. Right. Who's and that's, rushing? Well, I, I get that. Like, and I'm not talking <laughs> about mm. rushing, be fully 100 percent committed to that person, only dating that person, mm. give your body and, and your money and everything. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. But that willingness to to commit to what's possible, meaning that I, I take inspired action. I'm not uh, trying to force it one way or the other. You know what I mean? I'm like, definitely I'm for, I'm definitely for inspired action versus desperate action. Yeah. And I've no, and I've action sometimes. I feel um, like sometimes part, we pardon? Like, say that part again. I'm sorry. I didn't even, hear you. Even controlling action sometimes. Like some, okay. sometimes I think, you know, and I, I notice that women do it. And, and I feel like sometimes men can fall into it as well, mm -hmm. where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm so, you know, first of all, I've been burned so many times. If that's my story and that's, you know, mm -hmm. where I'm coming from, that now I'm guarding everything. I'm guarding anything I have of value. And then when we're in that, that headspace, then we're not able to really share with a person so they can really see how valuable we are. So even if we were met with someone who would be a great match while we're busy guarding it, they don't see it. And so your audience, 
Yeah, great question. And I, I do agree. I see your point. Your audience doesn't change unless you change. Mm. So if if you notice that most of your interactions with the opposite sex or same sex, depending on who's watching, but uh, end in a similar fashion, as you stated earlier, you're the common denominator. I mean, yeah. what, who, until you self-identify and self-investigate, you will repeat this. And every time you lose, you become more guarded. This is natural. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, just in business, this happens and everything, even with your health. You get a bad report uh, from the blood work. It uh, means you need to back off on something. It doesn't mean you keep doing it and you remain liberal. It means that you now make an adjustment. And so I think adjustments are necessary after uh, severances. If something, if there's a, and, and also it depends on how you departed. If you departed peacefully and amicably, um, then I think you've grown from that situation and you could, uh, you don't have to be guarded in the next day. You know what you're doing. You're doing mm -hmm. these things for the right reasons. Maybe you, you could end the relationship, in my opinion, for all the right reasons, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily just all the wrong reasons, sure. but you can even end a relationship on a, on a high note. Um, you know, just because two people are good doesn't mean they should be together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so um, I think each individual has to do an assessment. You know, did I lead with what was my motive in this situation? Did I lead with um, I always say men should romance all of life. So if, so when you when we romance women or when I romance a woman, it's really no different than when I romance. You. During this show, mm. I'm giving my best. Sure. I'm giving my heart. I'm giving my mind. I'm giving my experience. So romance is romance to me. Now there could, there's levels of romance and, and, you know, um, there's in certain, there's intimacy and that sort of thing. But when I say romance, I romance the food on my plate. I romance mm -hmm. the weather. I romance nature. I romance animals. I romance myself and I romance yeah. people that I deal with. So I think if you have the mindset that I'm a, I am a man that romances all of life because I appreciate all of it, I, I don't think you're leading with in any kind of desperate state. I think yeah. you're, I think you are leading it with that that inspiring that, that level of inspiration, and then, and you can almost also see when it's about to transition to something else, and that something else may not involve you or mm. it may not involve her. But you're not mad about it because you almost, you accept that about life. Uh, life is very is it, it filtered. Everything gets filtered through life. You know, I think I think when you want things to be sustained, and then you're protective act afterwards, you're not truly tapped into what life is all about. Sure. So then, how do you reconcile romancing and guardedness? Because I agree with you that yeah, if you've had some hurts, there's some mm -hmm. things that you learn or you know, what we call learn, learned behavior. So now I'm gonna be more careful. However, there's also the school of thought that if you can't clean the slate and think of everything as a field of possibility, you actually bring the past into the future. So if I've, let's say, had you know, five relationships that went sour and you know, a divorce or two came out of those, and now I think, okay, this is how women are. This is how men are. This is what I gotta guard myself from. I'm going to have that in my consciousness and that's exactly what I'm going to attract over and over again, because that's now my belief. Right. So usually what has us guarded is our protection from those past pains, those past traumas. So how do we, how do we romance? Cause to me to romance something, you got to come from a clean, like with you, you, you in particular. I would agree with that. 
I, I, I again, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, like, like since you used me mm-hmm. as an example, I wouldn't have been able to come and join you on this show if I would have judged you based on other things or other, you know, other things I've heard, other men I've met, other content that I've watched, and said, oh, he's just another one of those guys talking about guy things. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, but, that but I would been- imagine, but I would imagine that although you made some assessments of me that weren't too uh, popular with you, but you also made some that were. Um, I don't think uh, you would have came over here at all if you didn't see any value. You yeah. would not be here if you didn't think I can grow with this man. I can learn from this man. We could we can blossom something together. Maybe there's a money making opportunity here. We can help people. You you had that conversation, and I and yeah. I, I know you did. And but although there were some things that that probably were a little limiting to you, like I don't know about that. I'm sure that the things that um, I, I'm sure that when you made your assessment, the positives and the potential that can come out of this outweighed the things that you saw as a limitation. Uh, even with me, I don't always uh, agree with someone. Now, if I if I do an evaluation, here's why I'll answer that. You have to do an evaluation. No one's perfect. You know, you look at someone, maybe there's certain things that could be limiting dealing with them. But yeah. do the positives outweigh the what doesn't work? And so if you can and if you can assess somebody and say, all right, I'll tell you what, I don't like this and this, but I love this, this and this. And when yeah. I do an evaluation, to me, it's worth staying in this situation to to benefit from that and to offer benefit to that. So I think that that's how you should go about it. Uh, again, to my earlier point, I think once you change your audience changes and so do your results. For example, I used to be a bar hopper, you know, get bottles, uh, popping bottles and all that. I don't drink anymore. Therefore yeah. I'm not in bars. You ain't going to catch me in a bar. Yeah. I mean, unless there's a money, a money reason to be there and you're going to see me with a water uh, or a Sprite or something. Like I'm not drinking. I don't give a fuck who's drinking. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. If 20 of the guys I'm with are drinking, I will stand true to who I am and I will not drink. I won't take it from you. I ain't going to judge you. Now, if I say you, you're getting drunk, I might go over there and tap you on the shoulder and say, all right, brother, water yeah. time. All right. I don't want I don't want to see you get in trouble. I don't want you in trouble with the law. So I, I, I will I will I will uh, I will help him there, but yeah. I'm not going to take it from him. So, yeah. again, when you change who you are and you transform from one thing to another thing your point of attraction is going to naturally change. And so then even the people that you meet, you won't have to be on super defense because you're not even attracting those people anymore. Mm-hmm. Although you're still going to make assessments. A wise man makes assessments. A wise mm-hmm. woman makes assessments. And, and you tread accordingly. But I think once you transform who you are and create yourself anew, your audience and who you attract and what you're attracted to is going to change. And I think mm-hmm. the interactions are just going to be more healthy from that point. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. Absolutely. And, you know, they say what you focus on grows, right? Because like you said, everybody comes mm-hmm. with the good and the bad. And I feel like yeah. that that being able to really recognize the good in another person yeah. is what can have it grow for you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like yes, the way we yes, show up yes. for, for someone who recognizes our value can be very different than how we show up for someone who we feel doesn't recognize our value or doesn't see good in us. Yes, I agree with that. Tom Anderson, 1999. I did drop the link. Come on through because we are uh, heading in the hour mark. Um, the prized person in found in foundational ways seems most valuable uh, in the inherent 
active behavioral and ide ideological forms uh, of not playing games, therefore being intentionally honest with direction and not being sexually corrupt. I, I agree 100% with this scholarly comment. Uh, thank you so much for the 20. Um, ben, welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Ben. Um, ben Barrera. That's a great name. I'm trying to come through to make sure I'm not missing anything. I can't read everything, guys. I do apologize. If you really want us to see it, um, super chat it because um, I, I can't see and I can't read everything. Uh, StreamYard link is, is down below. You must be cammed up. Uh, if you are an avatar, unfortunately, you won't be able to come on. As you could see us, we'd like to see you. Uh, so come with your questions, whether – uh, regarding this particular topic would be nice, but if you do have something short you'd like to get our counsel on, we welcome that. Or even if people want to come on and, and answer like, you know, what ways they feel like they can identify a prize or how they think of themselves, if they're willing to share that. I'd love to hear that. Uh, how do you right? identify a prize? <laughs> and also be fair, um, in the identification of a prize outside of you, where's the prize within you? So I think so. Again, it comes back to, I want this, but I'm not what they want. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. you gotta, this hat, this is missed. Like women want a certain man. Does he want you? Will he see you? Will he want to deal with you outside of a few pumps? Cause I think women sometimes even misunderstand if a guy lays in the bed with you and pumps you that he actually wants you guys could pump you and not want you in the slightest. And I even think women can, can have sex with a man these days and maybe even former days and not want you that way either. Yeah. So it's like what you want to attract. Are you magnetic to that? So there yeah. is an attraction. And so I want men to truly answer that question too. And women, if they're out there listening, you say you want this. You say you want that. Cool. Are you a, a are you a magnet to that one thing? Yeah. And the two of you cannot miss each other. Yeah. Is that is that happening? Yeah. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. That's a good question. Sometimes I think when the people are are mesmerized by the listening. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um. I think self-actualization really factors big into this. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that when I understand myself, I can understand myself as being valuable and, and balance that with not needing to insist that other people see it, but represent it in such a way that people just naturally see it. I love that. Yes. Yes. It's not a pushiness. It's yeah. not pushy. It's, not like it's just, it's tried. just there. <laughs> yeah. It's just there. It's just yeah. there. Um, and people have no choice, but to experience it. Now, people that feel envious or, um, feel your threat, you gotta be prepared for both people. You're gonna, mm -hmm. you're gonna have those people that are inspired by you and attracted to you. And they're going to be drawn to you. And then you're going to have people that identify that strength in you. They don't see it in themselves and they're going to retreat. You have to be ready for both people. Yeah. I truly do believe that. I think sometimes people want to want that person retreating to like them. It's not going to happen, bro. It ain't going to, it's not going to happen. And the faster, you know, that the better your life will be yeah. um, real quick. I didn't mention the scent of the day, black and gold 
from the house of By Killian. This is called Black Phantom. This is a, a really unique fragrance, which is considered a gourmand fragrance, which uh, is going to remind people of things to eat. So if you have <laughs> women around, <laughs> they might want to take a bite out of you. So it's a gourmand. Very nice bottle. Classy, again, from By Killian. I'll have it linked down in the description so you can pick this thing up. As a matter of fact, I found one that's on sale. So grab it while you can. Um, main Accords. Caramel, coffee, chocolate, rum, woody notes, almond, vanilla, and some powdery, um, uh, some, like a powdery note to it. This is actually something women do wear as well, but I find it to be a little, eh, it depends on the person, but I think uh, uh, th th to me, on me, and this leans masculine, but this is going to, it's, it's very milky. It's it's is a masculine sweetness again. It has chocolate vibe. It, it does have this booziness to it as well. But if you're looking for something really different, something that the majority of people will not have on, you are not going to smell this on a lot of people. You're just not. Yeah. Um, get it in your rotation. Maybe it could be a special occasion fragrance. Um, great projection. Very different. And I think if you're that dude, you got. Um, something unique about you. You, you you have that kingly vibe then you should have something uh, uh something uh, very unique in your fragrance wardrobe so black phantom by killian posted down below nice nice maybe you can get that for your man and start nibbling on him or something right. <laughs> i'm a big fan of edibility so yeah, well, you might even want to put some on yourself. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is a very, very nice fragrance. Nice. Rolex Sean, that's my guy. Uh, appreciate all your commentary awesome. coming over here and supporting me often. Shout out to the champ and the delightful Candace. Oh, and he got a little salt and pepper in that beard, Candace. <laughs> he does, he does. Bro. You like that on a man? I do. I'm a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan of like a little salt and pepper, a little uh, ruggedness. A little mm -hmm. aging. I love facial hair. And I love bald. I like baldness in facial hair. But, you know, ragged hairstyle is good, too. Nice cut. You got a nice clean cut. Yeah, I always think that if you're going to have a lot of hair, this is just my opinion, then you should have lower facial hair. Mm -hmm. uh, this, and if like you're going to have low, <laughs> yeah, low haircut or bald, then you could accentuate the facial hair uh, just yeah, for that yeah. balance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm um, so that's just I mean, when I see so, again, you can't if somebody's got long hair, long beard, I mean, it could work too. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, got it, Black Phantom, that's it. Yeah, he said he got it. Uh, he must have it already. I think that's what he meant. Uh, mm -hmm. again, I'm gonna post this link if you would like to talk to Candace and I, right? Everybody's so like, camera, like we have the commentaries, but everybody's quiet, they don't want to come on camera, maybe they're scared. You think they're scared? Well, I just don't think that they're going to uh, be able to come over here uh, bald and bearded. All right. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to come over here and, and, and bullshit. Yeah. Uh, we're, we don't, I, they're not going to come over here and bullshit. So they already know that they're going to have to come over here with some sense. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have to be sensible. And the truth is, is that this was a shit show uh, mm. where we're making fun of women and bashing men and, 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 and coming up with nothing but excuses and copes and a lot of bias. Um, they, they would probably be all over this, yeah. uh, but the truth is, this is the accountability station. And so <laughs> men and women, both, this is the accountability, uh, network. Uh, so you're going to have to come over here and have some sense. I and I believe that there's some people watching that do. Yeah. 
But it, it reminds me of something else I thought of that I was gonna ask you about this idea of like ending the battle of the sexes. Like I feel like culturally, it seems like we're getting more and more towards this, this battle between men and women. Like, and I feel like personally- I know why that, that is, I know why that tell is. Tell me, <laughs> one, of, one of the reasons. Women have capabilities they never had before and men have a, don't like that. Mm. Men don't like that. You were able to control women before with your power, with your money, with their limited opportunities. And so you had a woman right where you wanted her, where she needed you. Now a woman, in, in large part, I'm not saying she doesn't need a man for protection and that sort of thing. But you know what I mean. Women have capabilities now. And so women now are showing men, we don't need you like we once did, like my mom or my grandmother needed the guy, the her husband. So now we actually have the the ability to choose who we really want to be with. Yeah. And so, and guys are finding out it ain't them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just the truth. And so whether and I and listen, I'm subject to that as well, but I don't have that problem because I'm a very valuable man to myself and everybody I deal with. Yeah. I pride myself in being valuable, actually. And so when I deal with people, they want to deal with me. They yeah. want to look at me. They want to look at this face that I, <laughs> that, I, that I spend time on trying to enhance to the best of my ability, given my genetics. I mean, I could look like shit. I could have green teeth, poor oral hygiene, um, uh, overgrown haircut, bad lineup, <laughs> uh, poor skin, um, emotional, mm. emotional as shit, reactive to everything a gossiper. I don't do none of that. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm very valuable to the opposite sex. They feel my power. They feel my strength. Mm -hmm. They learn from me. So again, I'm going to say it. Women must not be feeling you like that. Yeah. <laughs> they must not. Yeah. And because and women are having sex. They're not just sitting there. I mean, some of them probably do self-pleasure, but the, when they want a man, they, they go get, they go be with that man. Yeah. So if they're not being with you, there's a reason why they're not with you. And so hard pill to swallow, maybe for some, I'd like people to say, I needed that information. Yeah. I needed that. Women don't want to be with me. Yeah. I can't keep women around me for long term. Why is that? I'm too needy, too emotional. Um, you know, I don't have my shit together. And, so, and equally and equally to a woman, if a woman's having a hard time finding a man. Yeah. She needs to look at herself. She's the reason why she's having a hard time finding a man and keeping a man. Because remember, pumps don't mean nothing. I want every woman to know a man is going to pump. Really low-key men have sex with big women. Okay? women Men will have sex with a woman he's not even attracted to. Like I, I really do mean that a, the bulk of men not, will have sex with a woman if she's going to give it to him. He'll, yeah. he'll find a way to rationalize it. He'll drink some Hennessy. He'll smoke a blunt, whatever, and he's going to go over there and smash. Mm -hmm. Women, on the other hand, have a more difficult time with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But I also think that there's like an anger, which I think is a mask for fear on both sides. Like, like I feel like so much content is about the anger that women and men have for each other. And there's a real lot quick, of Real quick, real quick, real quick. This is true. Women will always need a man. Yes, but it's a certain man. Again, I, I do want to say, I think sometimes when guys get in the, that, that the, in the habit of saying, well, they're always need us. That's true. 
But your results show, not Joshua, I'm speaking generally, if you're that dude. <laughs> your, your results show if you're the dude women want. Yeah. And if women don't fuck with you, yes, they are fucking with another dude, just not you. Yeah. And and, and please uh, go on with the anger part, because I think you're right. Yeah. So there's so much anger out there right now and so much just impatience with each other and lack of understanding of each other. And I don't know if that is uh, trauma infused, if it's because this, you know, as newer generations come, they're these are actually the results of how children were raised and what they saw in those relationships where women needed men financially, which is what most of our, our mothers and grandparents um, we're, we're dealing with. The reason they needed them is because, like you said, they needed men for survival. And I agree with Joshua, and I agree with what you said as well. Men will always need men. Men, Women now need men who want want to be there, who, who love them, who want to show up in a way that is valuable. Because nobody needs somebody who's going to be crappy in your life. Nobody needs somebody who's going to treat you bad. So I, I feel like that works both ways. Like, no man needs a woman who's going to you know, not be peaceful and drive him crazy. And no woman needs a man who's just going to expect everything and give nothing. Like that doesn't work for either. But um, you know, I think we look back at previous generations and how we were raised. I remember my mom used to always tell us, you can do bad by yourself. Don't do bad with any man. I think that younger generations than my generation, it's like, there's an anger. There's a, you know, whether it's, I'm still angry at my dad. So I'm, I'm projecting that onto men. Or, or I'm still angry at my mom. I'm projecting that onto women. Like the way that men and women, younger men and women mm. talk to each other and about you each other. You know where other. that anger comes from? Tell me. what, what do you I'm going to tell you where it comes from after I read this. Coach Jay is at work uh, with Join. I know you would, man. You've joined before. Thank you for that. And uh, don't let us impede your, your progress at work. Right. Anger comes from um, a lack of success, a mm. lack of knowledge. And even if you do have an abundance of knowledge, there's no application. Mm. So when I when I when I see angry people, I just know they're unsuccessful. They're unsuccessful. Yeah. They're not committed to anything. There's a lack of focus. They're all over the place. This is why I say if I'm coaching you, you can't watch anybody else because yeah. that content's going to mess up my program. Now, now if I'm not coaching you in fitness or something and you have a fitness coach, by all means have a fitness coach. Yeah. But if you're not going to find anybody that coaches just like me, it ain't going to happen. And so if I teach you something and then for some reason you are lack commitment to the program that I have you on, but then you go find some easier way, some dude on the other side that's like, yo, fuck these women, man. You know, you need to be like this. Kings don't chase, they replace. I'm not saying that's, that's not that's not what happens, but there's a lot of anger. The anger, if you trace it, is is due to frustration, a lack of being able to create and maintain the situations that you want in your life. That's what it is. There are no, there are very few successful people mm -hmm. angry all the time. Yeah. But you, are you saying that that's projected then onto my romantic yes. life? Yeah. Because, because that, uh, what kind of person that uh, lacks success and lacks commitment is going to stay in the mirror. Yeah. Say fuck that! It's not on me. It's life's fault. I got. I have limitations. I'm short. I'm ugly. Uh, women just want this, and the women that say say the same shit. Yeah. Women say the exact same shit, just in the woman way, in the female yeah. way. They're saying <laughs> all men ain't shit. You know, like yeah. it's because you ain't shit. That's yeah. why you are not the shit to you. 
And because you're not the shit to you consistently, there's, you know, there's no prosperity with you, no abundance with you. Therefore, your story gets recycled, just like the man's story gets recycled. So I will tell you that the anger is because no success, successful people, at least in my view, project the least Mm. because successful people have to do the inner work because they know they're responsible to make that thing be successful. They know that. They also know that they need the right team. They need the right people around in order to make this thing gel and to continue. But it's people that are unsuccessful. They ain't blaming nobody but other people, man. Yeah. It's the truth. I I mean, I could see how that's, yeah. I mean, that's at the base structure of it. But then also you see people who, you know, it's like unsuccessful, unsuccessful also you know not taking responsibility for not being successful like having certain beliefs about you know maybe the opposite sex that set you up for this this lack of success but you know it's also kind of a blindness to it like uh you know like like i know that men are wrong just like men can often say, I know that women are wrong. Women are this, women are that, generalizing men are this, men are that. So yeah, it could be that I'm, I haven't been successful with love. And so that's the, the yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of point of view that I'm taking. Here's but- where I'll go with that. We live in a world that's very distracting. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I, I don't believe that people want to lose focus, but if you're not a disciplined person, look, I don't have my TV on. My T, I have multiple TVs. They don't go on unless boxing's ready to come on. Like unless there's some prize fight or football, yeah. I don't put my TV on. I used to have Fox News on all day, every day, absorbing all that shit. I used to have TBN on all the time. Yeah. You know, Christian networks on all the time, absorbing all of that. I'm not yeah. saying that there that wasn't oh there was positivity to that. There was positivity to actually having Fox News on sometimes. But mm-hmm. at some point, if you want to get focused on something, you have to turn it off. Yeah. And have like this tunnel vision and say, This is what I want to experience. This is who I want to become. I don't need distractions. If you can't handle distractions, you shouldn't have a social media account. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you want your, if you notice that you got to have that validation, you shouldn't be in a relationship. You're not fit for a relationship. Yeah. Relationships take work and focus. Um, they say that uh, the best relationships shouldn't be difficult. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you are sharing yourself with someone, they're challenging. But challenges don't mean it's bad. It's just challenging. Why do all challenges have to equate that this is negative? Yeah. Sometimes challenges bring up the best in you. Sometimes a challenge from a woman to a man, the right woman, her challenge to you, um, presented respectfully, can be one of the best things that can happen to a man. Yeah. Yeah. If he confronts a a woman with finesse, with understanding, but challenges her, he can help her rise to the occasion. But you got to have focus. There has to be commitment, man. These people today are too distracted. You look at men on social media, they're taking pictures and doing videos in the car like women. You men are becoming (laughs) women. Look at them. They are women. Now, I expect that from a woman to some degree. I still think they should be better than that. uh, I've done videos from the car. Go to you. You've done videos in the car? 
Hey, I've done a couple videos from the car. Yeah, we all have. We all have. So I'm not. I'm not condemning it completely. We all have done something to that level. But you know, when you're seeking validation and you're feeling low about yourself and you need some likes, versus yeah. you actually have a message to share with somebody, hoping sure. that you can improve the quality of their experience. Yeah. And so I just feel like men today, they want to be women low key. They they do the things women do. They text like women. They talk like women. They dress like women. Uh, they make videos, content like women. They're emotional. Oh, it's super emotional. And like, it's just, it's not going to work. You can't have two women together. You got to have the mm. man and the woman. Mm. I see. I think that's one of the main reasons. It's just frustration with focus. Mm -hmm. You keep failing yourself. This is what I see when I see people angry at the opposite sex. You keep failing yourself and you keep attracting the same person all the time and you keep failing yourself and instead of you acknowledging that anger it needs to be here and that change needs to take place here you just the easy way out is outside yeah pointing fingers yeah why do you think i said it begins and ends with the man and it also begins and ends with the woman why yeah. am i saying that because once you put it on you that's when true change can take place yeah it cannot happen when you're thinking about how bad the woman is and I know I'm talking a lot, but the last thing I'll say is, can you men stop talking about female nature when you came into existence as a man? Focus on the man's nature. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm looking at grown men sitting around talking about female nature. I guess yeah. there's a time to discuss it, sure. But damn, can you get focused on your nature for a minute? And could mm -hmm. women also get focused on her nature? Who does she need to be? How can she blossom as a woman and then also blossom her relationships? It's very important. Do you think people are confused about, you know, what that is in the sense of like, you know, and I know there's the whole conversation around um, uh, transgenderism and things like that. And I have my own feelings and opinions about that. Um, and I believe in there's, you know, the world is for everyone. So not to take it down that road. But do you're you a saint, girl. You were saying you're a saint. <laughs> I do, you're I mean, otherworldly. You're otherworldly. <laughs> I mean, I see that point though. Continue, please. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if my boyfriend would say that I'm a saint, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, he probably sees some nastiness. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's you, like, Everett don't know. Everett don't know what I'm dealing with, fam. <laughs> Let me talk to EO for a minute, and I'll share right? some stories. <laughs> he probably could tell you some stories. But when it comes to, you know, the idea of masculinity and femininity, so we even have that in our thumbnail, right? I, do you feel like, because I, I think that there's a lot of confusion around that as well. Like, you know, what are, because uh, I do think, first of all, we all have the ability to show up in either energy. And I think that when we're in our, our gender origin energy, we are at our healthiest when we're communicating, right? So if I identify, I'm a biological woman who also identifies as a woman, when I'm in my feminine energy, I'm as healthy and happy as I'm ever going to be. Right. So, so do you think that it's a confusion around what those things really are? Like what masculine energy is, what feminine energy is? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now you got, you got all kinds of sexes. I mean, you got, you got all, I mean, I, again, I'm not going to sit here and be critical because, you know, it's really none of my business. See, see, here's the thing. I focus on what I am. Yeah. So let's look at it from the cisgender. Like, let's think in terms of mm -hmm. cisgendered, you know, identifying as male, identifying as woman, biologically male, biologically a woman. You know, I'm being very binary right now, but that's what this conversation is, I think. When we look at it just as that, because that's usually who we, we deal with and how we identify ourselves. 
do you think there's confusion about what's masculine and what's what's like the way that a lot of times younger women I think like with that that app Bumble I don't like that app Bumble because I I don't think that women should be shooting their shot. I feel like that's a very masculine energy thing to do to be the aggressor when it comes to attraction. Not that a woman. Well, can't I think speak. I think they developed that in my opinion uh, for safety reasons. Yeah. What Bumble. Yeah, yeah. sites like that. So so the woman can feel safe yeah. reaching out to the man of her choosing because again, you got all these thirsty motherfuckers that just blow up your, you know. So so I think part of that strategy was to give her a a a, a sense of safety. Yeah. No, and um, I understand that. I just don't think that it's necessarily good for the dynamic of, you know, how we progress in a relationship. And I, and I it, it's mm -hmm. unfortunate that something has to be in place to cause a sense of safety, because that That's is something true. that culturally we should be producing ourselves, right? And I get the value of it for mm -hmm. that. But when we're talking about, you know, being able to be in your feminine energy means that you don't, you don't necessarily have to be out there looking, chasing, you know, trying to find. You're not out there like shooting your shot or getting his number, getting his digits. I don't think that that's a feminine energy approach. And a lot of women that. would disagree with me. I respect that. I, I do respect that. Yeah. No, I respect that. I, I mean, I don't have a counter argument or anything like that. Let me read the super chat real quick and then we'll get into that. Uh, Julio Chavez, $10. Gracias, uh, Candice and Cochio. This series has been eye-opening and impactful. Uh, I am forever grateful for this game. YouTube chill. Yeah. Um, the order of things as you described is what I align with mm. the problem that men is seeing or experiencing some men, not all men, but some is that when they do approach and try to be the initiator, women don't know how to then hit the ball back. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? So so yeah. if, if if a man hits the ball to you, ladies, and he's coming at you, maybe he discerned some attraction. And I think it's important that you discern attraction. You can't just walk up to people that haven't even seen you yet. Now, is it a possibility? Sure. But, I mean, unless you look that good, I mean, you, you know when a motherfucker's fly. And you know when a dude talks fly. And it can, you know, uh, advance the conversation in a fly way. And it can help that woman feel comfortable and safe and engaged. This is what I teach. However, I think men are some men that I deal with are experiencing that when they do shoot their shot, they're not meeting a graceful, inviting woman. Mm. They're meeting defense. And what do you got to offer? <laughs> and and, and uh, nah, I'm good. Suck my dick. Like I've actually heard women say that. Pardon my language in YouTube chill. But there's women that say, nah, I'm good. I'm busy right now. Suck my dick. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they've told me that, but it's, it's, it's happening. And so why would a man want to approach a woman like that? Yeah. She's got to correct herself. If you want a man to invite you into... A beautiful scenario, beautiful situation. You have to hit him, hit the ball back, and offer him some beautiful energy. Mm. You know, appreciate his invitation, decline it gracefully, even if you're not interested. Listen, I really do appreciate you walking up and showing, uh, you know, saying these things to me. Um, I'm not really at that point right now. Uh, whatever the case, whatever you want to say, but re 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 refuse the invitation, but do it with appreciation and mm -hmm. grace and maybe he'll take maybe he'll appreciate you 
and say, I'll tell you what, I respect that. And now he could carry on to another woman because he's carrying, unfortunately, you're carrying the energy of the prior experience. Yeah. So a woman is carrying the energy of what the last man did to her. And then men are carrying uh, the energy of what the last woman did to him. Yeah. And so it is confusing things is what I'm telling you. It is. And it's causing hesitations that shouldn't take place in the yeah. mating process. Yeah. And prejudgment, I think, as well. And prejudgments. Yeah. Right. And that's I mean, I feel like that's somewhat of an unfortunate thing. And I think, you know, we have this this valuable big thing of social media and the Internet that actually can connect us more so than it divides us. But I think because people are operating from, you know, going back to the anger, the not feeling good enough, the fear, all mm. of that, mm. it actually becomes something of a divisive kind of way for people to to say, stay separate from each other. Because I think it takes, a, a, I do think it takes a lot for a man to approach a woman and because he, he's got to be confident. He's got to feel good in himself. He doesn't know how she's going to react. Right. But it also takes a lot for a woman to be able to say, OK, if I'm a no, it's it's safe to be a no. And if it's a gracious no, he will actually accept a gracious no, because there's a lot of men out there that won't accept a gracious no either. You know, or they turn where it's like, oh, I, I want to get your phone number. But if you're not interested in me, then you're the B word and you're ugly anyway. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that is happening. And it's a problem. You yeah. know, men are, men are highly defensive, taking it personal, uh, even, even harming women physically. I mean, uh, you know, because you don't get your way with a woman. I mean, you're a weak man. You deserve to be in prison. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll be honest. If, 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 if you are a danger to society and a danger to women, because you don't have a sense of self and self-respect, and as you put it, possession, self-possession, I sometimes say self-ownership. Yeah. You don't deserve to be among us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just don't. I mean, you're a threat to society that yeah. if you can blow up because somebody politely says uh, thank you, but no thanks, I'm involved or no, or I'm just not ready for that or I'm not tonight's not that kind of night for me. Yeah. You know, walk off. No problem. Yeah. If it becomes a night for you. Would you be open to taking my business card? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what men do. Uh, we, yeah. we will come up with another way to funnel that particular situation to yeah. see if it's a possibility for the future. Now, if it's not, you let it go. Not everybody's going to like you. Just yeah. like not everybody's going to like me, but there's going to be a lot of people that do. Yeah. And so, and I will say this, you don't need confidence to approach a woman. Yeah. I, yeah. I disagree that you need confidence because even the wanting to have confidence to approach a woman implies that you're not worthy of the woman. Mm. And so I want men to know they are worthy of whatever they're willing to put the work in with self to get. And if you know you're a valuable man, you, you'll know, on a, you know without a doubt that women want me. But again, it can't be delusional. It has, there has to be results like a progress report that prove that this is real. Like, yeah. Cindy wants me. Julie wants me. <laughs> you know, uh, this, you know, Stephanie wants me like there, there has to be real women that want you. Yeah. Okay. And then, then, you know, that, mm. you know, women want me. So, so what if, if you, you don't have confidence a to get a woman, you, you don't know who you are. Mm, gotcha. I get that. Like the more self-understood you are, the more confident you, you just naturally are. Yeah, but then you don't have you... to think about wanting. You don't have to necessarily become something special for her mm -hmm. because you just are special in general. 
Like everything you touch, I always say everything we touch turns to gold. And so if I'm if I'm talking to the waiter, I'm impacting the waiter's feelings about dealing with me. Yeah. So it's not just about her. God, that's what guy. That's where guys get it wrong. Their their source of happiness is funneled through the woman. Mm. When your source of happiness can be funneled through the woman, but it should also be funneled through lots of different ways, even just with the self, but also yeah. the sun. The sun should should excite you and should teach you things. Yeah. The sun comes up every day and does a job. Without the sun, we're not living today. Have you ever showed appreciation for that? I mean, there's like so much to be grateful for, not just the fact that a woman talked to you today. Yeah. And when you have that mindset, you're going to appreciate the interaction and the possible extension of that engagement. But if it doesn't happen, you're like, cool, man, I'm about to eat something good right now. <laughs> you know, like I'm about to eat something good. I'm about to go lay in a bed that I bought that I fucking love. You know, I'm about to yeah. go listen to some music that helps me go to sleep. I'm going to yeah. wake up tomorrow at the same time and, and I got a project to complete. Like that is the mindset I've been teaching for the longest time. Yeah, We do got a person in the back room. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I, I totally agree with all of that. And I think that what you're pointing at is the avenue towards sort of diffusing this war that's currently going on. You know, like like that willingness to be able to, to accept a no. Like, I feel like we're always in such a fight. And even socially, we're always in a fight. It's time to stop like being in a fight. So if someone is a no, be with the no. Like, like you said, feel good enough about yourself that it's a no. If somebody is... Um, you know, approaches you and you're not attracted, this is for women, someone approaches you and you're not attracted to them, like you said, be graceful because we're not in a fight. There's no, there's no war unless we create it, right? Yes. And I feel like that's a lot of the energy that's happening now is that, that's that a, we're in a beautiful. fight. Yeah. That was a really good advice for women. And I think hearing it from you, I mean, women are are belittling men they are attracted to. It's like it's yeah. like it, it's just it's it's insane what's happening. You're attracted to this man, but yet you're making him jump through hoops for you. Like, why? Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? Like, can't you see compatibility in the in the in the possibility of happiness and advancement through this engagement? Why do you? I mean, it goes back to that prior notion of of de of defense that we talked about. Yeah. You don't need defense. If you're socially calibrated, you could pick up on a, the way a woman looks at you. If I'm sitting there and I could see the way a woman looks, she still may not want me, but I might I might test it. Yeah. You know, if I'm out here dating, I might test it real quick. I might sit next to her and touch her hand. Hey, what are you drinking? And and watch how she talk looks at me. Like, oh, hey, I was hoping you were over here. Now we're there. But if she's like, uh, nothing, I'm getting ready to leave. Now you don't go, well, hey, can I get your number real quick? Like, no, like she doesn't want <laughs> Read the room. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to have that social, that, that, that calibration socially that I teach. And so um, I'm a master at that. I know when a person wants me when, and when, when they're not, yeah. and it's not even me. I don't look at it like, Oh, it was me. It was my double breasted blazer and my white, my white <laughs> tee. No, it could be, she's on a rag and she's bleeding through her damn tampon. She's got to get the fuck out of here. Jesus. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> pardon, pardon, but like it's not always you, fam. It's it, there's yeah. other reasons, other reasons. And sometimes it is you, yeah. And sometimes it is you, and you yeah. have to accept that it is you. Uh, Thomas, let's bring you in. How you doing, guys? Welcome, Thomas. Hi, How Thomas. are you? Good afternoon. Good, Good afternoon. to be on. Good afternoon. 
Pleasure. Wonderful. What, yeah. What do you want to uh, add to my the pleasure? Discussion. Sure. You are. Um, I wanted to kind of stress the point here. Um, I feel like a lot of people try to talk about this and it's done in many different ways, but something that uh, has been on my mind and internally for a while now, especially concerning younger people, mm -hmm. um, the transition into, I don't know if you guys would agree with the term, but hypersexuality and mm -hmm. the kind of unconscious but conscious focal lens in our dynamics intersocially, likewise. Um, it plays a really, really big role on how, let me express this, express this point. Women are thought to be the superior ethical dealing um, sex. Am I correct? Would that be kind of a social stigma that is- The, superior, the superior ethical dealing? Explain that. I'm not sure what you uh, mean. What I mean to say is like, for instance, the, on the side of the sexes, women are deemed to be kind of more of exemplar of how to ethically go about and navigate um, the emotional and relational realm of things. Am I correct? Would you agree with that, Candace? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe on some level, but maybe I don't know. That, okay. Yeah, maybe, uh, meaning that you're saying that women have more of a moral compass when it comes to navigating so, uh, sexuality or they're thought Pre to have or expected to have. Right, well, presumably. What about Eo? Yeah. Would you agree uh, in kind of do you get the, the, the gist of what I'm saying? I think it's a bit wordy uh, unnecessarily. Uh, I think if you were to kind of uh, present it a little bit different, um, sure. sometimes I think, you know, we, we aim to be very ph philosophical with our presentation that we miss the, the, the prosperity of this, of the discussion. And so can you make that a little more um, oh, okay. easier course, to digest? Because and also this could work against you when dealing with women, you know, just trying to say too much, trying to do too much. Right. And, and sometimes right. the simpler that you present, the better. I apologize. I, I'm dealing with two professionals at the same time. So, OK, I figured. Okay. <laughs> no, it's OK. No, it's OK. You're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I understand. All right. Well, I, essentially, the, the point was this, that what I see, the landscape that we deal with now in our relationships, I feel like has been heavily scarred by hypersexualization. Okay. Simply put, and uh, for young people, for young men, especially um, the development and the transition into adulthood, out of adolescence into adulthood, early adulthood, that whether that be mid 20s and on, I guess you could say it starts, has stagnated the growth, the personality growth and the dynamic that is supposed to be there, um, especially, let's say, in marriage. So from what I've observed, um, women are on the subconscious and conscious defense because they they don't want to put up with a false persona and i feel like mm. if you are hypersexualized as a man you are going to develop a world based in and around a hypersexualized lens it corrupts your image it corrupts your perception of reality and women are biologically different completely different for that matter and they are not dealing with the same lens although they you know they resort to sexuality and they're attracted to and we all have our sexual um needs and so, so to speak but i feel like for young men that have a lot of questions even mine being similar because i'm a young man myself but a lot of it is resolved in you can't water that you can't continue to water those false needs because eventually it will shut who you are out if you didn't have a cultural and um, 
the right upbringing, if you weren't a thoroughbred individual and you weren't brought up in the proper generation, especially without technology, um, you're going to have a lot of issues developing and seeing yourself. And then the woman is going to magnify that back to you. And it's not going to be good. There, there has to be an appreciation of differences. I, I think we don't appreciate our differences enough. Uh, me yeah. included. That, that there's been a time where I didn't appreciate uh, the difference that uh, the the, uh, the biological differences and the behavioral differences and the personality uh, and the things that women are drawn to naturally that they bring to me. There was a time that I was like, all right, I ain't got time for that shit. And then there, and, and even yeah. that is important where you don't have time for that until when you realize that you 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 do have time for that. The best teacher in life is experience, 100%. So listening to Jordan Peterson, myself all day, any other philosopher, there's a time for that. But the best teacher in life is your own individualized experience. And then when you but yeah. but to not take the experience too seriously, to, to experience it and then go back and kind of evaluate it, draw it up, say, OK, who was I in that moment? What happened exactly? Could I have done a little something a little bit different to further the conversation? Was I nervous? Why was I nervous? Uh, due to fewer reps in this particular area. Mm. So what that mm -hmm. shows me is I need more reps in this area so I could become more confident and acclimated to doing that the next time. So in my opinion, and also truth conquers all. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter yeah. what you believe uh and of course uh through repetition you'll believe anything remember you could listen to anyone sure. for any length of time and you and now you have acquired that mindset so uh but remember the truth conquers all so you know for me what truth is is what's mm. happening it's not what i think happened it's not what i wanted to happen but at what actually happened and i think Subjective if you deal reality. with the, yeah. if you deal with the truth as it is without adding anything else to it you're more likely to be able to benefit from that truth and then tread differently the next time to get uh, uh, more beneficial results for yourself and other people very much so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't want to take up too much time. I'll definitely call. Candace, call do you want to answer his question? Do you want to allude uh, before well, we let him go, uh, Thomas? Well, what comes my, up my for me? My wanted to name me Thomas, by the way. Ah, there it is. <laughs> my, my mother told me she wanted me to be Thomas, but my dad didn't go for it. I don't know why. He didn't go for it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Ken. Anything you want to tell Thomas? Well, so what comes up for me, Thomas, and what you're sharing and, and what I believe is sort of the base of all of our challenges around sexuality is shame. I feel like we're a culture of shame when it comes to Ooh. sexuality. And I think how that affects okay. young men and how that affects young women is completely different because we are biologically different. And I think going back to what you were originally saying, that there is some sort of um, moral requirement when it comes to women <clears throat> and some sort of uh, uh, restrictive or restraint requirement when it comes to men as far as what we're taught. But all of it comes from a place of sex is shameful. And I feel like if that weren't at the underpinning of everything, we could all have sort of a healthy development when it comes to sexuality. And not saying that Shame. sexuality okay. has to be the overarching you know, way to be. Like I think everyone has their natural different levels of is, you know, what is comfortable for me as far as my sexuality? Some people are hypersexual and hypersexual is a very judgment, much. Yeah. Right. But Wonderful. that's even a judgment. So if I'm someone who for whom sexuality is not as as uh, motivating in my life or maybe I'm more of an introverted person, more of a private person, you know, that has to be in acceptance just as much as someone who is overtly sexual and, you know, wants to be 
physically connected to a lot of people. Now there's the moral factor, which that we have to be very careful with because our morals can only really be applied to who we are, who we want to be and who we want to associate with. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we say to society, society is immoral and that's why my, my dating life or my development is not what I want it to be. Then yeah, that belief will have us stuck in a place. Right. But who are I being? Phenomenal phenomenal answer. I, I also think you got to stop looking at sex as immoral, but more like, see, I think you need to evaluate everything based on risk and reward. So yeah, and that's just how I look at it. That's that's my personal Fair assessment of, of to tread yeah. in a direction. Is it risky for me to do this or is it rewarding for me to do this? Whether it be a business, dealing with people in business or dealing with someone intimately, sexually, or even, you know, in any regard, it's like, is this risky? Will this do nothing but take from me? Oh, will this be mutually beneficial? And so that's how I look at things. I, I try to remove the judgment. Like if you know a person is promiscuous, it would be risky to deal with them. Now, will you truly true. ever know if a person yeah. is promiscuous? Will you truly? No, but I mean, there are, there are cues to know that. They and so I, I think, so. what's that? Or they might even tell you some people. Or they tell might you. tell you, but <laughs> if they do tell you, don't judge them. Don't, yeah. you know, don't raise the eyebrow like Thomas did the, the people's eyebrow right now. He just he, he brought up the eyebrow. <laughs> I sure you know, do. if I they tell you, no, no, it, I was teasing you, but you know, you got to be careful not to almost to remain very, very centered when you get that information. You don't want to judge them because that can even have a, an effect on them where they, you won't be with them, but now they, now you just given them some sort of uh, potential problem in their mind about who they are. So, I, and here's the other thing, the less that you um, conform someone to something and you give them the opportunity to experience that you'll find if no one is pressuring you to go one way or the other, Human beings tend to make pretty good decisions. Mm. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Very true. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I appreciate it. It's my first time coming on, obviously. I look forward to getting back. You did to a good you job, Thomas. At, at did a good job. Appreciate it. You did a good job. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your Thanks. input. Thank you, Candace. Take care, yeah. Take care. Take care. Real quick, I do want to uh, shout out uh, our regular. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. And, uh, Mr. Omni Roma. <laughs> my mother asked me about you and Daniel. She said, what do these men do? Because my mom is now watching me. She hasn't watched for uh, the first couple of years, but just recently, uh, yeah, she watches you. And she said, uh, oh, I watch all your videos now. Stop pointing the middle finger at people. <laughs> and then, But then she'll also tell me what she does like. Yeah. And believe it or not, again, women can give good advice. She was like, you know, maybe stop cursing so much. You're a bright man. You're very intelligent. You just don't curse so much. And I'm like, that's good advice, mother. But anyway, she she mentioned Omni Roma. She said, where does this man, what does this man do for a living? He throws you $100 bills uh, along with uh, Daniel <laughs> Roscoe. But uh, thank you, Omni, um, so much for your continued support. It's much appreciated. And uh, I do want to go to a quick uh, a quick video that we've created for you so uh and I, who knows i might reinvent these two so it doesn't become stale and make new videos for uh, my supporters but uh real quick tribute to omni roma count them bills boy 
that's a man that's out there working. Clearly, we do appreciate that. Uh, it's not easy to float somebody a hundo every time they go on practically, and so uh, we do appreciate you very much for that. Thank you so much, Omni. As always, thank you so much. Um, let's see. I'm listening to too many philosophy videos. Yes, that could be detrimental. Mm. Uh, like I said, don't you know? Hear what I gotta say. If it resonates with you, be like, I'm going to try that. In my own way, I'm going to try that. Um, but you could be, you know, a hoarder of content and there ain't nothing to you, though. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, get the info. Wisdom is important. You should pay for wisdom, by the way. I am a, a believer that wisdom, especially if you want to acquire it from someone who had to go through it, they should be well compensated for that information because that can fast track you to success. Whereas yeah. they maybe had to go through years of trial and error and disappointment potentially in order to kind of get that information to share it. So I am of the belief that uh, wisdom should be paid for. Absolutely. Um, we got a couple minutes left, Candace. Uh, yeah. what, what else do you want to say? I did a lot of talking here today. I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting, like, you know, these roads that we go down, <laughs> We always get to some very existential places. And I think what's most important is that, you know, as we as we do wrap up that, you know, that people have good, strong takeaways, right? Like good, strong understandings of how to actually begin to be in an exploration of, of being the prize, an exploration of being valuable. And I do love what you offer as far as, you know, integrity. And I love that you put that first on your list because that's a that's a big one, like having integrity in your life, building integrity in your life. And then also just the, the being willing to question yourself, like, are my beliefs actually working for me? Yes. Is what I think about other people actually working for me? The way that I treat other people, like being willing to be in that kind of awareness is what has us able to mm -hmm. transform and grow and attract what we want. You know, like Thomas was using that word hypersexualized, like that, you know, things like judgments. What are my judgments that I have? I noticed a little anxiety in Thomas as well, like um, just a little anxiety. And, and even I can move around a little bit, and, um, although I don't feel anxious. I, I think I just tend to use my I'm like Italian. You know, I, I talk with my hands a lot, but. Yeah. But there's, you know, a Thomas, a Thomas has good energy. I do feel he has good energy, but I think he's a little bit congested with information. So I would I would advise him or at least just suggest to close some of them tabs off. There's a <laughs> lot going on in that brain yeah. and just start living sincerely. Yeah. Live sincerely with everybody that you talk to. And and let's find out what happens after that. You know, right. let's see what happens after you live sincerely. You know, we can live so um, theoretically all the time, you know, and and live off, live through another person's experience, even if even not actually, but just mentally. You know, sometimes you could live vicariously through another person's experience, but you'll never truly know what you're made of or who you are until you become a sincere man or woman yeah. and conscious of your decisions and your actions. And uh, so I think I think that's when you find out what you're made of. Yeah. Uh, sincerity goes a long way. I love that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I'm brutal, I, <laughs> there's sincerity behind it. Uh, oh, I believe you. You know, there is. Uh, <laughs> there has been there's been an assessment made on my end after reviewing reactions that when I talk a certain way, there's a certain result that takes place. Mm -hmm. And then when you talk another way, 
there's another result. So sometimes the calm, you know, even toned, relaxed yeah. is good. And yeah. for an audience, that's going to be very beneficial. But then some people are not, their, 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 their uh, mind is loud, mm. very loud. So you almost have to be as loud sometimes to reach that person. Yeah. You have to be louder than what's going on in their mind. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've broken that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I've learned that as a as a, a person who studies human psychology, my first and foremost, my own, but even others, I, I, I have a pretty good idea of how people tick yeah. and what they respond to. I hear that. And I, I think that that's a pillar of coaching, too, like that willingness to be the truth and sometimes the, the louder truth, like you're saying. It can be daunting because people have their resistance. Right. So if you do have a lot of loudness in your head and a coach comes along and like you slam the table and said, look, <laughs> that can be very yeah. confronting. But I think that that's part of this growth. If you're not confronted, you're not growing. Very, very true. Um, we want to thank Hunter for his uh, his um, uh, positive comment here. Uh, health, wealth and prosperity to all viewers. And that has a boomerang effect. See what you wish for others you essentially invite to yourself. Yeah. Uh, and what you wish for another, whether that be you a bitch, you a slut, you ain't nothing but <laughs> for the streets, uh, then you almost, that's all you see then. Yeah. Like you could have a beautiful one that could be great for you, walk right by, you won't even see her because you're concentrating on the thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so what you concentrate on, you're missing, even me sometimes I could see, even me, I could sometimes see that. Like even yesterday, I watched a video on these people that were helping all these animals. And I'm not saying that's the only way to be, you know, uh, uh, um, um, an inspiring and helpful human being. You could help the homeless or, you know, uh, food banks, whatever you want to do. But sometimes you could see all the wrongs that are happening in life. But there's so many good things that are happening in life, too. Yeah. Like you have to be able to see them both. Yeah. You have to. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, what you focus on does grow. Mm. You know, what that's you give all your energy to, that's going to be the thing that's going to be the biggest thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Any closing remarks? I think, I think we could probably end here. I think uh, yeah. you feel this was a productive discussion. I do. And it's funny because I was surprised because I wasn't sure what you were going to come with as far as this topic is concerned. I mean, I, I knew that it was going to be something prolific. You know, I have to say, like, like you surprised me often since we first met. I was even surprised when I first saw you reading my article. I was like, wow, he's agreeing with what I'm saying. I was surprised, <laughs> but in a good way. So, you know, I, I, I feel like the main thing is that to be in partnership in the mission of actually having people be able to take responsibility for having better. I feel like that is a really valuable thing between you know you and I and what we're doing here. And what if there's anything that I can take away is that consideration that we don't have to be in a war. Like in order to, to come to some sort of connection, in order to have relationships, partnerships with each other, there doesn't have to be a battle of the sexes. Like that it doesn't have to be a war. There was something that a speaker that I used to listen to quite often, um, James Ray said, mm. he said, Mother Teresa, he said this during one of his speeches, he said, Mother Teresa was once asked um, to participate in a, um, in a rally against war. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, but 
when there is a rally for peace, I'll be there. Yeah. And you notice the difference. Yes. That is a huge difference between being against something or being for something. Yeah. And so she said, against war, I won't participate. But when there is a rally or an event that it, uh, celebrates and promotes peace, I'll be there. Yeah. And, 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 and that was a woman, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a woman said that. A woman said that. <laughs> and so you can't have a war. I think also one of these, well, quote, manly things is like men go to war. Men are confrontational. Yeah. I mean, sometimes con being confrontational and confronting, you should confront everything. But it's how you confront it. Are you a peacemaker? Yeah. Are you a war maker? I mean, wh which one are you? Are you causing evil or, or goodness and health or destruction and so you have to identify that. Am I coming to the table with conflict resolution on my mind mm -hmm. or I want to further the conflict? Yeah. And in my opinion, a king is always, in my opinion, again, it might not be quite historical to say this, but we're, we're, we're trying to put the end to a war. Yeah. You know, we're trying to find some common ground. Absolutely. And some level of understanding and, and, and stuff and restoration. And so I, I do believe that. And that's what I'm for. But sometimes you got to go to war mentally. You, you know, that war is inside. You know, before yeah. it's here, it's always here. It's always here. I say that all the time. Yeah. Before it's external, it is internal. Yeah. Um, and so what you talk about, where you go, what you focus on, is what you will continue to experience. Absolutely. And so um, it takes an act of bravery to go the other way. It does. It's not easy. But if you get used to doing it, man, it's a lifestyle now. Yeah. It is a lifestyle. You I can do. look at something happening over here. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm good. I'm totally. Good. Totally. Oh, I love it. Uh, real quick, we got a $5 super chat here. Collabs like this will go a long way to mending the rift between men and women today. Problem is, Ben, and although I appreciate you very much, thank you for joining us. You got to share the video. I mean, I mean, and, and here's the truth. Most people are going to want to go for the entertainment versus this. This is, I mean, although I, I would find inter this to be inspiring, but also uh, entertaining. You know, that's why I sometimes throw in a little something extra to spice up the conversation because I realize they need that. Yeah. Like they need, it can't be too heavy. Like it's gotta be heavy, but then back off on the heaviness and give them something <laughs> to laugh at and then give them, give them a, like a jab, you know, you give them a jab and then you cool out. You just dance a little bit, but then you come with the hook again, you know, yeah. Oh shit. You know, but then you got to back off because if I knock them out too fast, they're not going to learn anything. Yeah. So I can't knock you out too fast, but I got to hit you pretty hard. You know, but but, you know, it's like people want to in, in, be entertained today. They don't want to change. And yeah. so in order for more people to see this, you got to share the video. You know, you're going to have to share it. You're going to have to tell people about it. Absolutely. I'm going to share it, too. <laughs> when everybody can share it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, hey, listen, you know, uh, there's guys that say, you know, I don't have a, a, a profound jawline. And the women aren't going to want me. We'll go find a woman that don't have one either. And y'all just sit around and have babies with recessed jaws. But, you know, whatever. You know, 
<laughs> you know, hey, hey, watch the kid come out with a square jaw. It's like, yo, I don't know where this kid got the square jaw at, man. <laughs> yo, my shit is soft as shit. So is his mom's. But this That's motherfucker weird. came out like Ivan Drago on my ass. <laughs> and now, you know, now the kid's telling y'all, shut the fuck up. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> you traumatized him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, real quick, shout out to Daniel Orozco, uh, another um, a client. As a matter of fact, I will be consulting with him later. He's an annual client. Thank you both for your continued value. Shout out to Thomas for speaking up for young men. Very true. We want to thank him for coming on and being brave when no one else did. And uh, he came on as a young man, and he hit the link, and he cammed up. And uh, he was uh, – he asked – Important, an important question, one that was weighing on him, and he and he he views maybe other people needed to hear it, and we wanted to bring some clarity and some balance to the question, and uh, and I feel we did that. Uh, Omni and others for supporting the champion movement and champion mama for finally checking out the content. That's right, mom. She's watching this. She's got to be. She's retired now, so all she does is drink uh, Pepsi and watch uh, her son spit his <laughs> game. But anyway, uh, thank you, Daniel, so much for that and and that 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 honesty that you brought to the comment uh we do want to celebrate it publicly and so let me let me do that real quick appreciate you uh orozco Thank you very much for that. Uh, as always, um, very, very uh, appreciative of your offerings uh, to the champion, to the Overton Ministries. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess we're done here. We do hope that everybody uh, benefited somehow, some way from uh, Candace's uh, take on this and myself. Yeah. Um, any final words, Candace? That's it. I mean, you know, I think that we've given everybody everything we can on this right now. You, you know, know what I forgot we... to do was run our was run our uh, our ad at the beginning. Oh yeah. So I'll close out with the ad. I did forget that. Okay. And uh, we'll close out with that, guys. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here, all my members, and even some subs the subscribers. We wanted to give you an opportunity to to come through. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you stumble upon us and this resonates with you. Uh, look for Candace's information if you'd like to uh, consult with her. Also, uh, know a little bit more. I forgot. I forgot to add last week. I don't know if um, the Manosphere knows that I'm also a hypnotherapist. I'm a certified licensed hypnotherapist, and what I usually concentrate on is like physical ailments, things like that. And if you go to my heal heal.me link that's in the description, I think it's in there. You can do like one-off hypnotherapy sessions. So if you have pain gotcha. in your body, that sort of thing. That's really good. Yeah, uh, you're gonna get some guys that consult you. I got some pain down below. Can you help me work on that? Uh, no, <laughs> just messing. With, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Well, hey, can I throw, can you, I throw in something awesome. funny real quick? <laughs> you mind if I throw in something kind of gross yet funny for the audience? Yeah. Guys, is this a queen right here?
Why? We got a wet Why? one there, boy. We, <laughs> Why? We got a wet one on that on that bologna sandwich, boy. She even she went in that solo cup hard. Um, yeah, well, Why? I mean, that could be. Is that a queen? I don't know. Um, I would say no, but not in that uh, moment. Yeah, definitely, yeah, not, definitely in not in that moment. That's for sure. She might not be with a king either. That that could be the problem. Um, yeah. Anyway, thought we would end with something kind of funny to make people laugh. We're gonna need to do that sometimes. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna close with the promo, and then we will see you next week. With uh, be prepared next Wednesday. We want to hear from you. Join the discussion. Uh, join the join the panel. Cam up and ask us your questions. Uh, dating, personal questions. Um, maybe you know anything you, that you feel we could be beneficial to you. We will certainly try. And so we will see you guys next week.